0: Listening to me! What do you want to do with your life? I want to rock. You wanted the best, you got the best, the greatest podcast in the world, Rock Talk. And I'm John Otney.
1: I'm Colin Westman.
0: And this is Rock Talk, the podcast where we talk about what else but rock. This week's subject is, I just don't get it. Now, let me explain that. Me and Colin, we're we're music guys. We like all sorts of stuff. We like rock and hip-hop and just lots of stuff. But we thought it'd be interesting to take a moment to reflect on the things that we just never really got into or genres that we never got into or people we hate. You know, I was saying to Colin before he started, just get all the negativity out of the way. Won't that feel good, Colin, to get that off your conscience?
1: Sure, yeah. I, just be all the negativity. I'll never say another <laughs> negative word again on this podcast.
0: You know those nickel those Nickelback fellas they're they're trying, they're trying, they're playing their instruments every night. <laughs> they're getting up there, even though everyone hates them. They're just
1: doing their job.
0: Just doing their job, and that's what that's that's what most musicians are just doing. Just doing their job. Mm-hmm but tonight we're going to like tear down some of them.
1: Well, <laughs> I don't want to go full on negative with this. I feel like... <laughs> like, they should just quit. Yeah, this isn't, this isn't like a... These guys suck. <laughs> People who like them are stupid. It's more of like a... I tried to get into them. I've tried to have an open mind about this genre or this artist. But it just... This doesn't work for me, okay? And if, if you like it,
0: that's fine. But, yeah, you know, yeah. it's just not my thing. And I like to think we're pretty open-minded people. I remember when we first kind of started getting into music, rock music and playing rock music in bands, we didn't like hip-hop at all. I remember a time where we are like, dude, all hip-hop sucks. It's killing music. <laughs> you know, a very Gene Simmons kind of attitude <laughs> towards hip-hop. But these days, you know... Kanye West is one of my favorite artists. I love, I love tons of of hip hop groups, so that's not one that's going to be. I'm going to be talking about tonight, because um, we're we're going to mostly be going by genre. That seemed like the 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 best way to kind of progress through it, and we're also oh, going to kind
1: of and because this is a rock podcast, I feel like yeah, it's, it's mostly going to be rock subgenre.
0: Sub, yeah, sure. Well, you know, like. Hip-hop's like in the rock and roll of fame, but you know, don't tell that to Gene Simmons because he's really pissed off about it. He's really pissed off about that, Colin. I don't think you know that. Is he pissed off about it? He's very, he's like, they should be kicked out of the rock and roll of fame. Okay. Yeah.
1: I feel he's more like, <laughs> well, technically we're working within the parameters of rock, so by definition it shouldn't be. I'm just, just speaking.
0: Well, yeah, he says it in that douchey way, but you know like he's pissed off. He says in that kind of smug you know, I'm really smart, kind of way, but you know, it, it really you know boils his blood,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and I think we're gonna try to go sort of chronologically with this through through the history of music, but not quite. I mean, who's to say when what genre started when? But it's it's gonna help us kind of uh, pave a path here. So starting off, we have, I guess, metal. And subgenres of metal or hard rock. Colin, would you like to kick it off with a band you just don't get?
1: <laughs> um, well, I guess we could just start from where we <laughs> kinda of left off last week talking a bit about Metallica. Which yes. is a band that I feel like it's it's kinda of taken a while, but at this point, I think most critics are willing to say that during their sort of 80s heyday they were a good band or they were probably the definitive thrash metal band and uh you know i've tried i've tried to listen to some of that stuff i haven't tried super hard but i I just i just can't get into it
0: yeah you know i've never been able to get into them either i'm not sure i think it's just it's a handful of things, because, you know, in a way, I do think Metallica is sort of unique. There's not a lot of other bands, at least when they started, maybe, that I feel like sound like Metallica. Because, yeah, they're metal, but they're also called thrash. They're almost kind of like a, a punk metal early on. You know, it was fast. James Headfield has that unique scream-sing I don't know how he does that. I, I mean, it's impressive, I, I suppose. I don't think it sounds good. <laughs> but it is unique to him. Yeah, it's not exactly
1: pleasing to the ears. <laughs> but you but know, I, I, I guess if you like that music, that's cool. not what you're about. You're just about having your eardrums, like, punished. <laughs> Which, you know, if that's your thing, you're, you're you're probably pretty into metal. But that's not exactly what I'm looking for. I mean, I like loud music. It's just... I don't know. I feel like a part of it also has to do with sort of the kind of melodies that metal bands employ. It's always, like, way darker. And not like... They're not, like, as catchy. I like my hard rock to be kind of catchy.
0: Yeah, you know, in a way, you look at some of the artists we were talking about last week, I talked about Dio... I feel like Dio owes more to, you know, the Beatles and that pop rock sensibility, whereas Metallica almost their chorus is maybe not all their songs. It's almost more like overly dramatic, almost to the extent of melodramatic, dramatic. And I think that paved a way for like for worse metal in the future. I don't know if there's a lot of bands these days that say Metallica was a huge inspiration on me that I listen to. And I'm like, oh, wow, those guys are really good because of that Metallica influence. You know, To me, they paved the way for a bunch of bands I don't enjoy. <laughs> so what's what's supposed to be the good Metallica album? What's the one I'm supposed to listen to? <laughs> um, Is it Master of Puppets? I think it's
1: supposed to be Master of Puppets because it was like them sort of reaching their peak In terms of that early thrash sound they were doing But it was like before they sold out With like the Black Album
0: It's funny because the Black Album Is the only one I've ever tried to listen to Because it seemed like the easiest way to Ease my way in So maybe I'm just totally off base Maybe, you know, I'm going in with their sellout album (laughs) I mean, that's my problem But, I mean, I think there's a lot of songs in there That Metallica fans really like Enter Sandman That's probably the closest to Metallica song where I can at least acknowledge that that riff is pretty good.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I hate the uh, the singing, <laughs> and I feel again like it's melodramatic. It's kind of cheesy. It's trying to be so dark, but it feels very phony to me. These don't f- feel like real emotions to me. Um, also, another thing. Also, yeah. I
1: always find it amusing that like so much metal music is based around the idea that the people in the band are really good musicians but like everyone <laughs> talks about how Lars Ulrich is like actually a terrible drummer <laughs> and like when I listen to those songs I'm like yeah I'm not really impressed by his drumming. <laughs> like I'm sure he'd be fine in just a straight up rock band but in a metal band he does seem like he's kind of kind of basic <laughs> in what he can do
0: you know their solos aren't as impressive as some of their uh, some of the other '80s metal guitarists. Um, they're more about chugging along. I think. I mean, mm-hmm. they do do long solos, which leads me to my next point. Metallica songs are too fucking long. <laughs> they're all at least six minutes, and they're all I don't know. They, I mean, they they change a whole bunch within those songs. I know people like that about them, mm-hmm. but for me, it just totally like with my brain (laughs) in a confusing way
1: yeah well i guess i'm interested to know in the metal genre like what artists have you been able to get into because i haven't even really when i think about it even tried like the closest i've gotten to metal is just literally just like black sabbath and led zeppelin and like van halen like that's the closest i'll get i'm guessing have you listened to like say Iron Maiden or Judas Priest or that Kind of stuff sure
0: sure um Judas Priest is okay I don't really like Rob Halford's voice it gets a little you know Like mm-hmm. Iron um, Maiden Is kind of funny I mean everyone should listen To uh Number of the Beast That's a fun album actually It's silly because what's his Name Bruce Dickinson Yeah you know he's like singing like fighting Into war raise my Sword like that stuff's really Stupid but it's fun I'll give it that. Uh, I've never listened to any other albums, but A Number of the Beast. Yeah. I've listened to some of Ozzy solo stuff because it sounds just like Black Sabbath. Mm-hmm. Actually, I, it's kind of lame because a lot of it uses synthesizers. Yeah. Uh, but it's it's also it's it's still catchy because Ozzy he really liked the Beatles, you know. So <laughs> so it works. Uh, but beyond the early '80s, <laughs> ugh, not really. I think Rob Zombie's kind of funny. <laughs> I've actually listened to Hellbilly Deluxe. What is that? And it's it's it's, it's like his breakout solo album after he left White Zombie. Mm-hmm. You know, it's got it's got Dracula. Okay. And that like some of the songs are kind of fun, but they're so stupid too. <laughs> I always say Dracula is kind of learning to read. Level of lyric writing,
1: like it would be good for someone learning English as a second language. Yeah, <laughs> you know,
0: just burn through the witches, dig through the ditches, very clear, obvious rhymes, rhyming rat with cat. And then he's always got the other like, Wee doo, doo,��, doo, då, this is not a test, and like old movie clips. Yeah. I think I've seen the I've been
1: movies, you know.
0: Yeah Have you heard? <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, I have I heard about that <laughs> I think that's the whole thing Is I I checked out some of his stuff Even though there was a definitely a point Where I hated everything Rob Zombie stood for Where I can kind of enjoy his stuff Because it is a mishmash of like m- Metal and weird shit And then horror references So I think I'm more open to metal That's experimental maybe But s- like straight up just chugging along Who's a good example of, like, a very typical metal band of the two 2000s or 2010s? Avenged Sevenfold or something? Yeah. They suck. <laughs> or Lamb of God. Uh-huh. No, dude, I can't. And I know I have some metal friends that if they ever hear this, they're going to be like, oh, I'm so sad now. Those are Those are my life.
1: Those are my life.
0: And I'm sorry. I understand you like those, but... I don't, and I blame Metallica for a lot of it.
1: <laughs> well, and mean, I'm
0: sorry, Michael. I know you like, what is it, Reload by Metallica? One of those. Okay. I'm sorry, bro. <laughs> well,
1: I guess I remember more recently in the 2010s, there's that band, uh, uh, what are they called? Deaf Heaven? Deaf Haven? Yeah, yeah. But, and they've, like, appealed more to the indie crowd and have more like critical praise than most metal bands get nowadays and I'm like i understand why the, like they, their songs have melody in them but i still can't get over the lead singers black metal screamy vocals and i just i don't know couldn't get into it there you go. Yeah,
0: that's what I really wanted to get into as well, because the fact that they were embraced by Pitchfork is like, well, I'm like Pitchfork. <laughs> I like this, but I really didn't. Yeah. But that's cool. That's cool that a metal band has indie cred somehow,
1: <laughs> but not metal cred. Not metal
0: cred. <laughs> go figure. Uh, another another genre though that has lots of indie cred is krautrock. Colin, this was a shocker to me when you said, you know, I don't get crap Rock. It's not... Who do you not get? I mean... (laughs) Or what do you not get?
1: I get it. It's just not something I can imagine really wanting to just put on and listen to. I guess maybe it has to do with the fact that the songs are uh, long (laughs) and sort of uh, meandering and... Sometimes the lyrics are in English and sometimes they aren't. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know. It's just music I put on and I can't really connect to it. Even though I get it, I get why people like it. It's a very, like the rhythmic quality of kraut rock is really cool. And I can see why it could in or did influence later bands that, you know, are used to these sort of, Straight ahead, four, four rock rhythms, and are like i wanna I wanna mix it up, <laughs> make these songs a little weirder, and so you kind of turn to what they're doing with kraut rock um i mean I, I guess the main band I would point to is can, which is can
0: I knew exactly what you were talking about the whole time <laughs> tried to listen to and yeah
1: it's 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 kind of a, a band that sounds exactly like what I was just talking about um I just the other day tried listening to an album by the band Noi, yeah, and that's like instrumental, so you know it's fine. But I just can't. (laughs) I don't know. Lyrics are big for me, so if an artist either is instrumental or does lyrics in a different language, like that's a hard hurdle
0: for me to get over.
1: And with Can I'm not even sure are they they're not speaking German what, what, what No is, no no I
0: can explain this What is going
1: on there? This is
0: interesting this is interesting that you brought this up because it's probably the first band and maybe the only I don't know I like Can so this is where we uh, lots of people our like paths, Can and I'm our paths go I don't like hate
1: them or anything I just don't can't, can't make myself love them
0: <laughs> But I I can, expl- I can give you your answer Basically Can is a is a German band but at least for most of their prominent and most heralded albums, they got a Japanese singer who sings f- incredibly fractured English. Uh. And what's weird is sometimes they mix it so you can't hear it very well. <laughs> so you're like, what's that dude saying? Yeah. And it's it's very weird because in a way that guy doesn't even sound like a great singer sometimes it's that weirdness that i like can isn't really like a whole lot of other bands especially from the 70s i can definitely appreciate being like their songs are meandering because they are meandering but i think of some of their house there's their songs oh what's that one song paper houses i think it's on tago mago i don't know how to say any of their songs or their albums correctly <laughs> um like that's really cool that sounds really creepy like with, with bands like, like Can and maybe a future band who you could maybe say was maybe inspired by Cannes, Swans, it's atmospheric. It's like – I think of it as a soundtrack, and I can appreciate it for that – on that level. Like, this isn't so much a song as this is just a, a long piece that kind of flows in and out. Um, obviously, not all their songs totally work in that way, but when it does work, it's really weird and really interesting, so – I do like uh, Tago, Tago Mago, the can with the, the – that. The I know getting, what
1: you're trying to getting
0: say. Getting tongue-tied. The one with the, the can on it, the Edge of Yossi. Yeah. I can't say fucking any of these and it's getting me tongue-tied. <laughs> um, I mean Vitamin C. You know that song, Colin? I'm sure it I'm was sure. in Inherent Vice. It opened the movie. Okay, That's a good song. Check it out. I'm losing my vitamin C. Because that's how that dude says vitamin. That might be an English thing, though. That may be like what European people do. My favorite weird can song is this one song called um, Turtles Have Short Legs. <laughs> Are you familiar with the piece? I, so. I mean, I've listened to
1: that the, the can album with the can on it, and I go, my go, Turtles have short legs is
0: like a single. Okay, yeah, I probably don't know. <laughs> it's really weird, but what's funny about that song is that guy's fractured English really comes through because he's saying, and I'm not trying to be offensive. This is exactly how he sounds. <laughs> Turtles have a short legs, not for a walking.
1: <laughs> yeah, still sadamazes. Sorry. Not
0: <laughs> <laughs> trying to. That's how he sounds. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, da- Damo Suzuki. Mm-hmm. you know he does these days he just goes to shows and does improvised music okay. I'm sure it's not that good because he needs can mm-hmm. he left can I'm not sure why um, but yeah they're weird I get it so no hard feelings at all there's some can stuff I don't like uh, but I feel like there's definitely people who are like they're the best thing ever like AJ <laughs> Sure. Do you remember when AJ said Radiohead basically stole everything they ever did from Can, <laughs> our friend AJ? Yeah, what a dumb thing to say too. Mm-hmm. AJ, for to this, I apologize. But you can <laughs>
1: kind, you could, you know, you could kind of get away with it if you're like 18 and no one you know has <laughs> discovered Can yet. Mm-hmm. But we remembered.
0: Now I'm like, what? what that's what? No, huh? <laughs> They're not that similar. <laughs> Yeah, Is there any other crowd So you said new I haven't really listened to that much Does Suicide count as crowd rock? Are I, they like Tronic?
1: I don't think so because they're not German
0: <laughs> You have to be like German I guess you, you do have to be, be German,
1: German. Uh, There's this band called Faust That I've listened to Like one yeah. of their albums It's got like a couple songs
0: that I don't like
1: But again There's Lots of log weird songs
0: I've heard people say craftwork is rock, but I don't agree with that because it's all beeps and boops.
1: Yeah, rock is pretty much guitar-based music from what I've heard.
0: Yeah, guitar-based, lots of jazzy bass sort of mm-hmm. extended bass solos, all the instruments are kind of doing their own thing instead of playing together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which in a way sums up our next genre very well. Maybe. Which is which maybe. <laughs> Some people might argue that this genre Is the most together of all genres yes, In the history of music exactly. <laughs> Because the people that like this next genre Like this next genre And that's mm-hmm. prog rock mm-hmm. uh, uh, Like yes, King Crimson Are those the kind of guys you had in mind?
1: Yeah Like King Crimson is the one where I thought Maybe I could get into them Because they're like kind of heavy sometimes <laughs> like. If if the heavy rockness could win me over Maybe maybe I could get into how long these songs are And how many parts they have But I feel like when I've tried to listen to King Crimson albums, It is usually me sort of enjoying the first song Which will kind of rock And then all the other songs are kind of slower And more subdued and just super long And maybe have some flutes on them That I'm not a huge fan of
0: (laughs) Flutes, really? Yeah, there's quite a bit I've never attempted to listen to King Crimson. I just assumed I wouldn't like it.
1: Mm-hmm. Maybe you'd like it. I don't know. <laughs> Probably not. Probably not, funny. no. <laughs> and then, yeah, I, yes. Yeah. I've never been that huge on... like I don't know. The song Roundabout's fine, but... It, longer than it needs to be i remember listening to it the other day and there is like one part where it's a breakdown of sorts and i was just thinking yeah this song doesn't need this part <laughs> if they weren't a prog rock band this part of this song wouldn't need to exist but it's just, just gotta keep it going
0: what's that yes song that goes oh good
1: people turn
0: their heads and rock this, da, da, da. you know that one right of course
1: but the name escapes me at this moment.
0: And you know how is the it, first part is of that it song. just.
1: Like, all good people or something.
0: Yeah, I think so. But the first part of that song is all medieval in a way. It's. Uh, how's that first part go? It's like. Are
1: you sure that isn't the second part? And then.
0: Oh, the I don't all know. good well, people? <laughs> my, my, my point of... is why is this one fucking seven minute song? <laughs> Make it two! Question. Why must I endure this? These don't even fit together well. <laughs> but it's like, dude, do you, know hard, do you know how hard it is to go from that to that while having eight-part harmony with a electric piano solo going on in the background? Dude, you don't even know. I don't care how hard it is to play or how, in a way, musically, that's really complicated. Complicated doesn't always mean good songs. People are getting really caught up in, like, endlessly complicated musicianship. You know. You don't have to show off just because you're good.
1: I feel like I'm turned off by most rock music that's like that. I mean, it's something I can appreciate in, like, jazz or something. But with rock music, I feel like the whole point of it is that it's simple and, you know, a, a kid can hear a rock song in the radio and pick up a guitar and play the exact same thing, roughly. But when you get into these genres like metal or prog, it's like... You have to be a genius to play these songs
0: well, that Math rock too Whatever the whatever that means yeah, I'm not entirely sure what that is You know that reminds me of a I don't even know what you call that genre Another genre I'm not really into What is Frank Zappa? <laughs>
1: well I figured we'd get to Frank Zappa At some point <laughs> I, t- I, I
0: totally overlooked him Starting was, this list but now Yeah
1: I was planning on talking about him At some point <laughs>
0: What is that? Well,
1: see, it's hard for me to say Because I've never actually even attempted to listen to Frank Zappa Because I just feel like I wouldn't like it And with him, he seemed like an artist That he, like, doesn't even want you to like his music Unless you're, like, worthy <laughs> It's like you're too stupid to get it So just fuck well, off. that's because it's math rock Exactly You have to be smart to get math I mean... I feel like he kind of came out of the psychedelic rock movement of the late 60s. And maybe you could consider him prog too? I don't know. And he's like all about jazz, it seems like. I don't know.
0: There's very few times where I feel jazz is incorporated really well into rock. It's a difficult thing to do. Uh, I'm not sure he does it well But people seem to think so
1: I mean with him another thing Is that he made like A million albums
0: (laughs) Oh, So many So it's
1: like where do I even start
0: (laughs) You know it's funny I always hear people say the best one Is the first Mothers of Invention album Which seems the least like What he's kind of stood for
1: Yeah,
0: It seems like the closest to just Kind of psychedelic experimental rock so I'm really not interested in listening to I don't know Weasels ripped my flesh I think that's a popular one. Mm-hmm. But maybe I should now. Maybe so I can be a little less ignorant and I, I can at least judge him and say, "Hey, I, I listened to this whole album, not for me. I'm sorry." <laughs> Th- then again, I feel like he is very niche. It's not so much, you know, that you know, he's this he's critically acclaimed by everyone. Though I guess most critics like Feel like, like
1: him, some I critics do Praise those first couple albums, but other than that, he does seem kind of more for the diehards only. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. All right. All right. I had some distortion, but it's good now. Okay. Um. You know another artist that's like Frank Zappa that I don't like is Captain Beefheart.
1: Hmm.
0: You ever try to listen to Captain I've Beefheart? I've
1: never really tried that hard. It's one of the, it's one of those artists I've kind of meant to get around to. I feel like I might be more open-minded to him than Frank Zappa, but I
0: don't know. I think it's horrible. Okay, <laughs> it sounds. It doesn't even sound like they know how to play. At least it's easier to digest in that I feel. It's a it's shorter, and it's more like it seems more organized in a way. Mm -hmm. But no, try to listen to Trout Mask Replica. That's the one everyone says is so great.
1: Well, I can't do it. That's the one that everyone says is supposed to be so great, but I'm not sure if it's the most accessible (laughs) Captain Beefheart album. I feel like I feel like maybe there's probably a better place to start. Because yeah, I know that album's supposed to be very. Crazy
0: (laughs) I hate the thought of like You have to prepare and train Before you can hear this one Yeah I get that some music is Takes time but How much time? How many albums do I have to listen to Before I get it?
1: (laughs) At a certain point You're like this feels like homework I'm not even enjoying this This is math
0: Rosh! This is homework! (laughs)
1: And it is. it does get to a certain point where you're like Who am I trying to please by getting <laughs> it I'm just like Trying to Please this hypothetical Dork that hangs out In a record store And has these conversations <laughs> with his Dork friends that don't matter About music that barely anyone listens to It's like Who cares <laughs> But still you know i'd be lying if i wasn't one of those dorks in a way
0: yeah i think a lot of it for us probably also stems from the fact that our musical education was really built off of rolling stone's top 500 albums and anytime there's an album on there that i feel is too like that i can't get into i feel like something's wrong because that list seems the most like the most accessible collection of albums in a way you know like it's 500 is a lot of albums but most of them are ones I, I, the common person, I think, should appreciate.
1: Yeah, there's nothing So it's weird, weird when
0: I can't get into one. You know, because today, Rolling Stone, I, I feel, is this very kind of predictable, bland, you know, you know what they're going to say and who they're going to like. It's never going to be something that exciting. So when they Just pick an artist that I think is too weird, it makes me think, like, I'm a loser. <laughs> but then again, yeah, it's like, a, a loser to who? Yeah. <laughs> To the record store Bosses I don't know what you want to call them Overlords. Overlords So yeah
1: So from prog rock Let's move on to another Genre that you brought up That you're not a fan of I'm not sure it's exactly Not really what you that mean by this but you It's said. not
0: really that similar But it's it's the 70s yeah. And and onward Piano men yeah. Colin can you guess one artist That I include on piano well, men?
1: I'm sure it would most definitely Be Billy Joel That's correct Billy Joel
0: And it's weird because his songs are very poppy. They're very catchy. Mm -hmm. And there was a point where I used to like Billy Joel. I I don't know if I'd say quite a bit, but I enjoyed him. I think one of the first mix CDs I ever had when I was getting into music, I had Sean. I asked Sean if he could make me a mix CD because Sean back then was like, I can get anything you need on the internet. (laughs) (laughs) So I made a list actually of songs to, uh, that shanky burned me all these songs onto a cd and one of them was big shot by billy joel i really liked that song it was one of my favorite songs in the seventh grade Uh if you want to know other songs that were on that uh i believe there was some gorillas changes by david bowie okay uh probably bohemian rhapsody (laughs) really mostly predictable stuff a lot of just stuff you'd hear on like 102.5 102.5 KZOK here in the Seattle area You know, classic rock songs A few Weirder pop things Maybe someday it might be Giants But yeah, Big Shot I was like, this is catchy, I like this, I like the lyrics But now, I don't know It's He seems too cheesy to me I, I, I don't know How do you feel about Billy Joel right now, Colin?
1: Uh, I Get it Pretty much exactly where you're coming from <laughs> I mean, there's a point where I tried, uh, I mean, Billy Joel's a thing where like my mom was really into him. So I always had like a bunch of Billy Joel CDs sitting around. So when I was kind of going through my seventies classic rock period, I'm acting like that period ever ended. But like when I (laughs) first was, (laughs) I was like, well, I could give some of these a a listen. And I mean, I like that album, The Stranger, or at least I did yeah and uh you know piano man I still think is a fine song, but I feel like yeah he is kind of I don't know it's it is like he's almost just trying to sell records like he's tra- he's not trying to do anything really artistically r- risky he's was always just kind of aping other different rock pop styles and trying to see if he could make them popular basically
0: yeah you know i think another thing too is i used to appreciate that he told stories like piano man Mm -hmm. but today maybe it's because i write more i look at those stories and like these stories really aren't that interesting (laughs) these really aren't that they're not like it's not like a bob dylan song where it's like i don't know what some of this even means man this evokes some powerful imagery not so much billy joel it's just it sounds just like an episode of cheers you know it doesn't it doesn't sound that cutting edge to me it sounds very pg to me
1: mm-hmm.
0: and i can appreciate the melodies but yeah he's cheesy and then you know recently he played here at what was it safeco or Century Link, and people would not shut up about him and i got really freaking tired of it Talking about how good he is He's like he's a musical genius I'm like he's He's freaking Billy Joel He's going up on stage With his Mets baseball cap And be like Yeah Rock and roll
1: I mean He also Yeah Kind of seems Like an artist That has stuck around For so long That people That Should probably Just be indifferent About him Have gotten to the point Where you know He's He's just out there Doing it You know He's just a solid Solid rocker you know, it's like, I don't know. It's weird what time does to artists.
0: <laughs> it is weird. So my next artist, it's a tough one for me because it's one, for one, has way more musical integrity than Billy Joel, I would I would think. I know it's an artist you enjoy. I, it's not that I don't enjoy this artist or think they're cheesy. I just can't seem to get into them. And that's Elton John. I've never been able hmm. to get into Elton John. I've tried listening to uh, to Goodbye Yellow Brick Road. I've never finished it. <laughs> I, I see there's some great stuff in there, but I don't know what it is. His stories, I think, are way better, too, than Billy Joel. Well, he has don't his, know it's his personal
1: his, lyricist. His, his. Yeah, there you but go.
0: That, that, that was that dude's one job. He better do a good <laughs> job. <laughs> and he did have good lyrics. But for some reason, I don't know. I just... Maybe just piano-based rock. It. You know, I feel like there is... <laughs>
1: of a blandness there too to Elton John songs because um, hmm. he is Turn one that be- I <laughs> I probably got into him around the same time I was uh, seeking out Billy Joel CDs, taking them for my Bob CD collection because Elton John yeah. was another artist my mom really liked I think <laughs> in the late 90s she went to see both of them when they were touring together Nice um, And yeah I don't I assume, return I see
0: Melton John was wearing a sweatsuit Billy Joel's got his Mets cap on <laughs>
1: Uh huh I wonder if That's they like the thing. went on and played together At the end
0: I bet they did Oh dude what do you think they played Welcome to the jungle <laughs>
1: <laughs> I hope so But like all of it's on piano It's
0: like I would see that that would be pretty cool, actually. That's way more edgy than anything Billy Joel's ever done in his entire career. Yeah. Um.
1: Yeah, I don't. I don't return to those Elton John albums a lot, and um, like I think about it sometimes. I'll be in record stores and I'll see like Honky Chateau or something, and I'll be like, I haven't listened to this Elton John album. Should I? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> But yeah, I, li- I like I Yellow Brook Road, alright you
0: know, Maybe with some artists it's just You go through a period Where you like them in your life And then you move on And you'll always have that memory But you move on to make new musical memories So maybe yeah. that's a part of it uh, I remember you did have Maybe a poster that came out of one of those Elton John albums Or something on your wall That one where it's like Captain Mud and Shining Time oh. Station
1: <laughs> Captain Fantastic <laughs> Yeah, I bought it on vinyl when I was a teenager, and it came with a little poster of it.
0: You must have been, like, the only 15-, 16-year-old that had a poster of that in, like, 2006 or whatever in your room.
1: Probably. (laughs) I was a weird kid. And the other thing I remember about that poster is there's, like, in the corner of it, there's, like, this, like, naked lady, but she's got, like, a bird's head on her. I was like, yeah, that's a little controversial so I kind of stuck it in the corner where like (laughs) this stuffed animal on top of my like cabinet was in front of the naked bird lady (laughs) didn't want anyone to know even though it's like who's gonna judge me my fucking mom probably had that album when it came out
0: (laughs) you know maybe your dad's gonna walk in and think what's called have some new fetish (laughs) island of Dr. Moreau animal people (laughs) Perhaps. Hmm. I'll have to check out that image at some point. Yeah. Maybe i be maybe my life would be better without that image. Maybe. It's, it's God, look, uh, I'm not to gonna lie, of, it's kinda
1: sexy. <laughs> In my memory. Uh,
0: it's kinda sexy. It's kinda sexy. Hey, hey baby. <laughs> you eat worms often? You can eat my worm. Ew, ew. <laughs> Stop what What? I'm doing. (laughs) Are there any other
1: piano men you can't get into? You like Randy Newman, right?
0: I love Randy Newman.
1: Jackson Brown. Is he a piano man? I know he plays Uh, piano on Dr. Miles. He goes back and
0: forth. Yeah. (laughs) He's written some great songs. I just don't care for him as much as a performer. Okay. He seems like a solid dude, though. Yeah, he seems like a good guy. (laughs) So now we're moving from the 70s, the 80s. Moving on to kinda in the nineties. Late 80s and 90s. If you want to get technical. Mm-hmm. And grunge. So grunge, what do you think? You think you think Nirvana. Don't get me wrong, I love Nirvana. That's not my problem. <laughs> my problem is a couple other groups that are pretty prominent in that scene, and pretty prominent in my DNA, you know, us being from the Pacific Northwest in the Seattle area. First I'll go with Pearl Jam. I've never been able to get into Pearl Jam. I, it's tough, too, because I think they do have some cool songs. I think I just hate Eddie Vedder. <laughs> I don't really know what, how, where you stand with Pearl Jam, Colin.
1: Well, I remember I had to write a installment of the People's Albums where I had to listen to uh, 10 by Pearl Jam and write about it. And I was... Kind of just like, yeah, this is okay, but I'm I'm just not that into Pearl Jam. Um, I'm glad you brought this up, the grunge debate, because I do feel like a traitor to Seattle or something (laughs) by not being all about grunge. (laughs) Because, uh, yeah, Pearl Jam I've never gotten that into. I don't know. I like that one Soundgarden album, uh, Super Unknown. I think it's pretty sweet, because it is, like, it's so, like, epic. It feels like a 70s stadium rock album, like a Led Zeppelin album or Sabbath or something. It's just, like, so huge and heavy. But I've tried to get into some of their other albums, and I can't. But for some reason, that one album, which is, you know, kind of their big one, that one works for me.
0: It's funny you brought up Super Unknown because I was going to talk about Song Garden as well. I do agree that that's a good album and does have a Zeppelin vibe, which is which is pretty impressive because that's a hard kind of sound to invoke. But I don't really like Chris Cornell. Yeah, I get it. I, I think he's a I think he's a great singer. It just it doesn't speak to me. I can I can like I can hear him and be. And understand that, wow, that's a good voice That's incredible range <laughs> But it's a little too much for me a little, He's a too hes too good This is
1: kind of a weird thing that grunge was supposed to be The music of the underdog But it does seem like Eddie Vedder And Chris Carnell Have these very macho voices You know
0: <laughs> So I think you can guess How I feel about that Going Hungry song By Temple of the Dog If you've heard that song before Maybe I have well, it's a duet It's a, it's kind of a super group It's an album that came out in 89 or 90 yeah. And it's Chris Cornell and Eddie Vedder <laughs> And the chorus is like I'm going hungry I'm going hungry <laughs> I hate that song uh-huh. <laughs> Yet a lot of people will be like That's one of the best grunge albums that a lot of, Not a lot of people have checked out But it's like super good mm-hmm. You should totally check it out It's super unknown <laughs> See what I did there? And while we're on the subject of grunge, I think, aside from Nirvana, I don't know if there's anyone you'd throw into that 90s grunge era that I was really into that much. A lot of bands, I think, are okay. If you're going to call Alice in Chains grunge, I think they're okay.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. You ever out Mud Mudhoney?
0: Not really. I, I I was thinking of, like, oh, throw Mudhoney in there, but I've never heard any Mudhoney. So <laughs> it's pretty good.
1: It's... Okay. Definitely more punk than those other bands that we just talked about. I feel like those bands uh kind of ripped a lot more from classic rock and metal, but Mud Honey were a bit more sort of based around the stooges and that kind of stuff, which is I think a little easier to get into.
0: I should check it out. I don't I don't think I know any. Maybe that name has always thrown me off. <laughs> D- nope, don't like the name. Nope. <laughs> I think another problem with grunge is it paved the way for a whole wave of really horrible bands, (laughs) including what I often call one of the worst bands of all time, Bush. Uh, That's like one of the worst. That's the the absolute worst grunge band I can think of, (laughs) especially because they trick me too. There's one song they have that has kind of a cool bass line. That one that's like But no that song sucks And Glycerin Are you kidding me <laughs> I think Bush is like One of the worst bands
1: I don't know much Of their work but I'll just Agree with you
0: <laughs> there's, there's probably, What are other bands that What's that one that I'm always singing that like that shine song oh,
1: Collective souls
0: That song's just funny But it's bad <laughs> Suddenly you had this whole wave Of musicians That were trying to act really tough But they weren't tough It's just like uh, Feelings <laughs> <laughs> But it was kind of like We're doing this so we can get so rich in a way, that kind of evolved into one of the most hated bands of today, Nickelback even. Yeah. So, you know, and I think that's the reason why I can also be mad at bands like Pearl Jam. I mean, not their fault, but it kind of is. <laughs> because they had to sing like that, you know, it kind of just evolved or devolved <laughs> into all the shit we have today. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot for Nickelback your fault
1: no. do you always
0: feel like it was kind of weird that nirvana is considered grunge or do you feel like that is an appropriate label
1: it is a little weird i guess because they seem to have more punk influences than say a Soundgarden or an alice in chains but and also like nevermind doesn't really sound like a grunge album like it is very sort of almost pop in a way oh yeah but like bleach like i feel like i listen to that album i'm like this is grunge sounds exactly like what i think of what i think of grunge and then utero was something else kind of entirely (laughs) so it is it is a little odd that they're sort of lifted up as the kind of definitive grunge band
0: yeah yeah because i'd say i'd say it's pearl jam but you know Yeah. Whatevs Also Pearl Jam needs to quit I've been around for too long
1: (laughs) You know I think it's okay Since so many other of the artists Kind of equated with grunge Died and burned out You know Even if I don't like their music that much I'm okay with Pearl Jam surviving
0: Fair enough (laughs) Fine Pearl Jam Truce Truce I'm glad people enjoy you Just yeah. not for me But my last genre is electronic uh. There's there's artists that You can say are electronic that I, that I love Or like or whatever You know, um, LCD sound system But I'd say that's just kind of alternative music With some keyboards thrown in <laughs> Or Daft Punk, I guess But they're awfully poppy I'm talking about one artist uh, A fat nerd friend of mine Really loves And a lot of critics like and there's other artists like this one Aphex Twin and Chemical Brothers, or whatever they're called. Those bands that release really crazy, long, I, I can't see any kind of composition, electronic songs. <laughs> if they're even songs. It's like, I get if you have a whole bunch of equipment and you know how to use it, that that's impressive in a way. But, you know, use it to make a melody. I don't care if you can turn on 50 drum loops at the same time and then put on a bunch of beeps and boops. It's got to, like, mean something. I don't know if you've ever tried to dabble in this kind of music, Colin.
1: I mean, electronic music is the genre that just makes me feel old because I'm just, like, I don't even bother with it most of the time. Like, my stance is usually, like, if it doesn't have a real drummer playing on it, I'm probably not going to be that interested because that music, it just, it doesn't much for me unless i can feel that there's an actual human being behind these songs like i know it that's so like not forward thinking but i just i can't get into music that's made entirely by machines it doesn't resonate within me at all so i i I just electronic music i'm just like you know if you're into it that's fine but it's just not for me (laughs) To get makes me feel old, but this is kind of my stance.
0: And I still always feel like a dick when I'm going through Pitchfork's best new albums. And like, okay, this is interesting. This is interesting. Oh, this is an electronic album. Skip. Just skip it. Not even going to (laughs) try. I just know I'm going to hate it. And I usually do. Yeah. I don't know what... I think these... I'm going to take a guess and I'm probably wrong. I'm going to think people that are really into electronic music. There's, there's probably a bunch of categories, but I'm going to think people like our fat nerd friend, I apologize for calling you our fat nerd friend is into it because he appreciates how, how difficult it might be to program some of this stuff. And I'm sure it is difficult to, like I was saying, acquire this stuff, make these sounds, produce these sounds. It's impressive from an engineering standpoint, but it's not impressive from a songwriting standpoint. It's the same reason why I hate not that I've gone to a whole lot, but electronic shows. I'm like, this isn't a show. You're just derping around in your computer. So yeah, I like electronic music. I appreciate the the craft and the skill of being good with machines. <laughs> but I need I need some melody, man. I need some songs. Maybe well, a little singing. It doesn't that doesn't have to be singing. Little. A <laughs> little bit.
1: Well, I feel like you have a similar kind of thing with hip hop or these song structures are, be cre- are being created synthetically but you know cuz you have a guy rapping over it you get some personality you get some humanity in it but not as much with electronic music
0: yeah and maybe since i probably don't know what i'm talking about regarding electronic music <laughs> yeah. i've i'm just talking about a subgenre i'm not sure what you call afex twin maybe he's a specific he's something like beat smash i don't know yeah maybe maybe there's some artists that some people consider electronic that like hey that's good check this out and i'm like okay but i'm talking about those dudes that have the little program machines uh, look i sound so stupid They're right? program machines <laughs> they're <a> program machine. <laughs> you know, you know the machines that program music <laughs> programs music <laughs> it's just it's a lot of work that i don't want to do because it doesn't seem like it's something i'll ever enjoy i'm not i can't force myself to do it Good chuck of artists and genres. Yeah. You know, don't get us wrong, there's still there's still lots we like. Yeah, we talked about we stuff
1: like. that we liked, stuff we could recommend to each other. So, you know. Maybe some good came out of this. I don't know.
0: Which I think is a good segue into our next segment where we're going to talk about an older album that we enjoy and can recommend and a newer album that we enjoy and can recommend. We had a terrible name for this segment last time, but I think we have a better one now. And that segment is called Yesterday and Today. And I'll go first. So my, I guess we'll go with yesterday, as it is first, and the past comes first. Unless you believe in some sort of alternate timeline. <laughs> and since we play in a band, you'll probably hear about this on a future podcast, Poon. It's uh, I'll just say for now, hard rock kind of kiss-esque type band that before we play poon show i like to get pumped up i like to listen to lots of hard rock usually 70s stuff so i was listening to a lot of like cheap trick and all that junk (laughs) not i don't i shouldn't call it junk i like cheap trick and then an artist that i've been into my whole life pretty much but i really got into again and everybody knows him and it's queen and it's night at the opera Fell in love with this album again recently. That's a great album. It's probably their best. I think most people consider it their best, right? Sure. Someone with Bohemian Rhapsody. But, you know, the thing is, it's funny. I skipped that song. <laughs> There's a lot of other great songs on here.
1: Sort of too many times.
0: Yeah. Um, and I think what really impressed me about listening to Night at the Opera the first time, which was a while ago, you know, I've, I've, I've known about this album for a long time, was I wasn't aware until I heard this album that Queen is an incredibly collaborative group you think oh freddie mercury one man show right not quite all the other dudes write songs brian may and roger taylor sing songs roger taylor sings a song on this that's kind of funny but it's pretty catchy i'm in love with my car yeah i'm in love with my car and it's kind of dumb but it's kind of cool too yeah. And Brian May, he I think he sings, uh, might be Thirty Nine, I think is what it's called. Mm-hmm. I think that's the one he sings, and that's a good song too. And they, they're all good singers. Roger and, I mean, and this Roger has,
1: Deacon wrote uh, John Deacon. John Deacon.
0: There's only there's only so much room for so many Rogers. Yeah. <laughs> they had to kick Roger Deacon out.
1: You wrote that you're my best friend song. Everybody likes that song. Oh,
0: it's such a good song. It's very unique. I was watching this little documentary thing recently, just like a little featurette saying how Queen had this policy to never have one part of a song uh, more appear more than twice in a song. And they're saying you're my best friend is an example of that. It's hard for me to to picture that in my head, but I'm gonna I'm gonna believe that. That it just kinda builds and it's all it's a little different as it goes on. Yeah, I just
1: remembering Roger Deacons is that cinematographer who's <laughs> never won an Oscar.
0: He's he's just been bitter since they would let him in Queen. Yeah,
1: exactly. He's British. Uh yeah, it's a good album. The only other Queen album I've listened to is Sheer Heart Attack. I think that was yeah, before a that's a good one. It was.
0: Yeah. I've listened to the first one too. Okay, it's okay. Mm-hmm. Uh but yeah. I can definitely appreciate them more these days as a group, as opposed to just everyone being like, Oh Framework is so good. It's like they're all good give him some credit if you haven't heard it listen to this album mm-hmm. all right colin what's your yesterday choice
1: uh i don't know if you know this band uh do you know the church
0: i don't think so
1: okay well i've been listening a lot to this album there's called what is it starfish I keep not remembering if it's called Starfish or Reptile because there's a song on it called Reptile. But no, yeah. Starfish is the name of the album. Sometimes when this place gets kind of empty the sound of the breath fades with the light I think about the loveless fascination under the Milky Way tonight. Lower the tonight. And they're an Australian band. Uh they're probably best known for the song Under the Milky Way, which I believe is on the Donnie Darko soundtrack. And they're definitely a band that kinda fits into that. <laughs> You could maybe really? call it the Dotty Darko genre, where it's like... Dude, I like that movie. Yeah, like moody '80s rock. That's like nice. kind of post-punk, sort of like maybe has some synthesizers, but they're only used kind of for atmosphere. And they're a band that uh, you know I'd, I'd compare them to, like Echo and the Bunny Man or The Cure.
0: Not quite Depeche Mode though No I wouldn't that call electronic like
1: that electronic I feel like they're more about Like acoustic guitars But like strumming them a lot well, No they use electric guitars a lot too But there's like a little As long as they're strummed a lot, a lot. <laughs> well, I guess I'm just thinking of that song Under the Milky Way um, And this album I guess it's the one I've listened to the most Because it's kind of hard to find Their earlier stuff I'm not sure if that's because of what label they were on at the time. It was probably like some Australian obscure label. But this album, which has Under the Milky Way on it, was kind of their breakout mainstream one that they did on Warner Brothers Records. And you kind of think most times when bands make that leap to a major label, like their album will probably suck. But (laughs) I feel like this album's interesting because a lot of it kind of is about the lead singer, I I can't remember his name, sort of writing about how they recorded this album in L.A. and how they felt sort of alienated being in this city and not really enjoying it, but kind of recording this music, and it's kind of interesting in that way. So there's sort of a bleakness and melancholy, too. But the songs are pretty catchy, too. Yeah, good band. Kind of overlooked. I
0: haven't heard of it. I mean, yeah. (laughs) I like to think... I look at things Yeah, it, I definitely overlooked this At, at
1: least check out uh, Under the Milky Way yep. i probably, probably I I've seen Donnie Darko, yeah. I've probably
0: heard it I just don't remember it apparently mm-hmm. So I will check that out That sounds neat so moving along let's go to our today album i didn't really have any exciting recommendations this week there is an album that came out recently that i'm actually pretty excited to check out but i've only heard a couple songs from it so i'm not going to talk about that one yet but maybe i'll give it a shout out because it sounds like it's really cool but the album i did listen to was the new tegan and sarah listened to it on a long car ride fine you know <laughs> 31 minutes you got time for that if you like if you like the last one which was pretty much synth pop they've really strayed from their alternative rock which some people may not like but i don't mind it's it's fun it's easy to enjoy i don't know if the critics like it they're probably pretty okay about it <laughs> i'm sure i feel, i just feel like pitchfork will hate it i don't know i just feel like they will i think they like Actually, I don't know if they like the last one Heartthrob, did you hear Heartthrob? Call? Yeah, I, I did was in... That was fine, this is kind of like that But there's not really as many catchy singles Not that that one had that many to begin with but uh... It has a song Boyfriend Play it on the radio sometimes It's nice Though, I think there's probably some Tegan and Sarah fans out there Who would appreciate them picking up a guitar again mm-hmm. it's All all since <laughs> Seems like it I don't mind. It was it was nice on a summer's day.
1: <laughs> yeah, I listened to this album once or twice.
0: Yeah, that's all you need. Okay. <laughs> Love you to death once or twice. Uh-huh. It's not one... there's not really a lot to sink your teeth into and reflect upon. Con, your today album.
1: Um so We were about to do, or thinking about doing this podcast, I thought, like, oh shit, I don't have anything to talk about because on the last podcast I mentioned that car seat headrest album, which hadn't even come out yet, but that was mainly what I'd been listening to for a while because, just as I thought it would be, it's really good and I like it a lot. But the last few days I've been getting into this album by a band called A Giant Dog. I mean, I hadn't been until like a week ago. I um, actually really heard about him on the podcast The Best Show with Tom Sharpling, which he plays music in the live stream that he does of the show, but not on the podcast. So I only got to hear like a little few opening seconds of the songs before they faded out. But then I was like, yeah, it sounds kind of good. <laughs> it's a few seconds. And it's, uh, it's 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 really fun music. It's not like reinventing the wheel or anything but it's just really heavy hard rocking catchy music um you know they're from austin so they keep it a bit weird um their music videos are a little unsettling but
0: music please tell me there's some sort of giant dog in them i mean the album cover is kind of gross
1: <laughs> like it basically looks like a, a dog made out of and there are okay, I, I like now. maggots crawling over him But it's not like poop poop It's like chocolatey <laughs> it's,
0: chocolate. it's chocolatey Ew, I think I've seen this Yeah Ew it, No, it's, it kind of looks like a cake yeah, It could be cake
1: Poop cake I don't know if I mentioned the name of the album The album's name is Pile And yeah It's rocking good stuff
0: Giant Dog. Okay, cool. I have not heard of that. I will check that out. And I wanted to give a shout-out. I don't know why I give a shout-out. something I haven't heard all the way. <laughs> but uh, I've listened to a handful of tracks from the new Paul Simon. Pretty interesting.
1: Yeah. It's, you heard it's, any of this? No, I haven't heard anything. I've seen it's been getting pretty good reviews, which a little skeptical about. I feel like the last Paul Simon album got pretty
0: good reviews, and I was just like, eh, oh,
1: yeah, this is fine, I guess. It's a Paul Simon album, but
0: I, th- I think what people are saying about this one and what I've noticed is the songs are pretty much the same Paul Simon songs he's ever done. Mm-hmm. And some of them... Like, the single is kind of goofy, but it's catchy. <laughs> but what's interesting is he's using a lot of very bizarre instruments. Yeah. Like, just weird-sounding stuff. I'm like, I don't even know what that is. Like, just a lot of bizarre percussion. And that's cool, because I feel like one of Paul Simon's all-time greatest albums is Graceland, which employed a lot of different musical styles. So it's nice to see that he... Even now, is probably like his 70s, and we'll still do stuff like that. He's like, you know, I'm going to just try something totally different. And the, the instrumentation is interesting, but the songs, they're, you know, same old Paul Simon. Like, I think the single on this album is Wristband, and it's – I got to admit, I think the lyrics are kind of silly. He's like, you got to have a wristband, wristband. <laughs> what does that mean? It's like to get, get into backstage, yeah. to get into the concert. He's like, hey, man, you don't got a wristband. <laughs> But, like, that sounds silly, but the background is, like, all this weird, like, ( Charlize) Like all this weird, like, bass line and all sorts of percussion and, like, spoons and stuff. It's cool. So, I look forward to checking out more of that, you know, over the coming weeks. Shout out to Stranger to Stranger, new Paul Simon. Still got it.
1: Still crazy after all these years.
0: Still crazy after all. Damn it, Colin, that would have been a great way to end it. <laughs>
1: well, you think of something. <laughs>
0: okay. Um, well, thanks for listening to I'll, – I'll call them something. Thanks for listening to Rock Talk. You can find this on mildlyplease.com or you can find it on iTunes by searching Mildly Please. You can also check out some of our other shows. So There hasn't been a whole lot of them lately, but they're all there. We got Top 10 Thursdays of Stream Police. And, you know, in the end, the love you take is equal to the love you make.
1: I stepped outside the backstage door to breathe some nicotine. And maybe check my mailbox see if I can read the screen. Then I heard a click, the stage door lock. I knew just what that meant. I'm gonna have to walk around the block if I want to wristband my man you got to have a wristband if you don't have a wristband my man you don't get through the door